Hi, everyone. I'm Ankita, and this is Jess. Hi. Um, and I run University Podcast here in Australia, which is a podcast um, available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else you can listen to podcasts. And it's a podcast all about uni life. And Jess has actually been on a couple of our episodes um, in the past, and we have different guests you know, every episode talk about different things concerning uni life. Um, and it's especially useful um, for, we, we found it especially useful for year 11 and 12 students because you can learn all about uni. I know when I had to go into university, I was super left in the lurch, super confused and didn't have much information. So the purpose of our podcast is just to educate both students in uni and also um, students going into uni about uni life and everything about it. So I study um, law here in Australia and Jess, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, my name's Jess. I'm also a uni student here in Australia. Um, I study medicine and I study um, in a different city. So I study at the University of Newcastle. Perfect. So the way we're going to run this is um, we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences studying. Jess is going to start um, her experiences studying medicine here in Australia. And all the, um, all the while, you guys can keep posting questions in the chat. I see you guys are starting to do that already, which is great. And we'll keep stopping and ask, um, answering your questions at any time. So um, Jess will start and then I'll interrupt her whenever there's a question or, yeah, whenever you guys want to talk about anything so please leave your comments there and we will keep monitoring them um so Jess I guess with you I wanted to start because you're studying medicine um why don't you tell us what led you to that decision um kind of in high school how did you know that's where you wanted to go yeah sure um it's kind of funny because I actually thought throughout high school that I didn't want to do medicine I thought it was too hard um, and I was probably not cut out for it. Um, and so I had kind of the, I, I had basically ideas about doing every other degree. I thought maybe I'll do law. I thought maybe I would study English literature or something like that. Um, but I realized kind of the closer I got to the end of high school, I realized that I really loved, um, studying biology and kind of science in general, but particularly bio. Um, and then I was thinking, oh, well, that, that's great. Cause I thought I didn't want to do medicine. Um, but I kind of figured out that I was really interested in learning about, um, the human body and I really loved studying it. Um, but I also wanted to do a job that involved, um, connecting with people and, um, yeah, I guess relating to patients, um, and, having a really interpersonal job rather than just one that was um, theory based. Um, and yeah, someone's just put in the chat, so many doctors and health workers required. And that's true. So I wanted to do something where I felt like I was contributing. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of considered almost every health degree possible. I thought about doing nursing. I thought about doing paramedicine. I thought about doing midwifery. Um, and I just kept coming back to maybe I should try for medicine. Um, and yeah, in the end, I um, decided that that would be my number one preference because I really loved um, studying science, but also um, because I thought it would be challenging and I wanted to pick something that 
definitely pushed me um, and challenged me beyond my comfort zone. Um, so that's why I ended up deciding to apply for medicine. But I was also, I wasn't 100% set on it. So I had actually applied for midwifery and I'd enrolled at um, a different uni to do midwifery when I got the office the offer for medicine. So I was definitely just interested in health in general, not not particularly um, just medicine, yeah. Yeah, and then you decide to take that route. And I and I know people in the chat are talking about how a lot of them want to do medicine and also a lot of doctors replied, especially now mm. um, in the current situation, we obviously need a lot of health, health professionals in general. Um, and we see a lot of people wanting to do medicine here. I think the process in Australia... Uh, is quite different to the process in India in terms of um, getting into medicine. But I think all in all, it does depend a lot on, in both countries, on kind of your high school marks, um, especially, I guess, your, we call it year 12 here, like your final year before going into um, university. And it depends quite a bit on those marks and potentially other external exams. So did you find that there was, it was hard to do, you know, hard to really push yourself to do well, especially across a year. Um, and also, did you feel any pressure considering the weight of some of those final exams that were quite large? Yeah, um, it's definitely a stressful process. I think whatever uni degree you want to do, um, it can be stressful because you want to do well at school. Um, I guess I'd say two things. I'd say in terms of um, actually applying, um, yeah, I did feel the pressure um, and it's hard to have the motivation to keep working throughout the whole of your last year of school um, mm. because I'm not sure what the system is in India, but in Australia we um, the assessments throughout the year counted towards our final mark rather than just big exams at the end. Um, and so uh, I guess what motivated me was I wanted to keep my options open. So even though I um, wasn't sure if I specifically wanted to do medicine I thought well I'm just going to do my best I'll keep my options open and therefore I'll have hopefully more choice at the end of the year about what I want to do um, but on the other hand I think um, in Australia anyway if you don't get in straight out of high school um, so many people end up doing another degree and then applying later um, and in some ways that's a really good thing because you get more experience in a different area and you can bring something different um, into the degree when you do start um, I have friends in my cohort who've done all sorts of other degrees. Um, some of them have had whole different careers before they even started medicine. Um, mm. For example, one lady worked making cakes for 10 years and then just decided that she just wanted to be a doctor. And but she still owns this cake making business. So that's, that's very interesting. But you can, there's definitely alternate um, ways through. And because I'd enrolled in a different degree, I guess I wasn't, um, so I wasn't as stressed. I think if you have your heart completely set on one course, it would make that really stressful um, because then, yeah, all your eggs are in that basket and you're thinking, if I don't get in, well, that's the end for me. Whereas um, I guess finding a few different options and then just um, seeing what happens is kind of what I ended up doing. And you just trust that in the end you'll um, end up in the place that you're meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. I think that's a really good point to have multiple options because I know that when you have like, I had friends that had like one degree, one university, yeah, like you know that that specific. Um, and there are quite a few universities in Australia, even just we're based in Sydney, so there are quite a few universities in Sydney and surrounds. 
around Sydney and to really narrow it down that much is really hard because a lot of things happen um, in your final year that you can't control or you can't predict. Yeah. And circumstance, circumstances change. So, yeah, it gets really difficult. Let's move on to your um, experience now. With, um, every, like, okay, before, before with everything going on, let's move on to your experience now in terms of just studying and kind of what you expected and what maybe the reality was. Sure. Um, uh, again, this is quite specific to my uni, but I expected it to be harder than it is. I think something mm-hmm. that I'm really grateful for is um, if you do study medicine, um, you're with a cohort of people who are all, I guess, working towards that one goal and we're all working so that in the end we can um, be the best possible doctors we can be. And so I think people are very supportive of each other um, and um, at my uni, I'm not sure about the system in different countries, but I'm very fortunate that um, we don't get ranked on our university marks, so we just have to pass, um, which takes a lot of that pressure off, which is really nice. Um, I didn't expect that I would like it so much either. I think once you find an area of study that you're really passionate about, you're going to really enjoy it because in high school you kind of get to try a bit of everything, um, Mm -hmm. but you don't go into as much depth in anything, whereas in uni you will really go you'll be surprised how much you end up learning about one particular area. Um, so it's really cool if you find something that's really interesting and then you get to learn everything about it. But then at the end of the day, you'd feel like you still don't even know anything compared to people who've been, you know, working as a doctor for ages. Um, what about the moving out of home? So for people, for a bit of context, Jess moved, so we're in Sydney and Jess moved probably like, I would say three hours out of Sydney. Yeah, yeah, about three hours drive from my house. Yeah, three out of drive, three hours drive out of Sydney. Um, and let us know in the chat or the comments if you guys are planning on applying mm-hmm. to universities, I guess, outside of your home area, which would require you to move. Because um, I know that is quite popular and it's gaining a lot of popularity just everywhere in general. Moving out of home. So how has that been for you? Has that been something, like, have you had responsibilities that you didn't expect to have? Yeah, I guess moving out of home throws another challenge into the mix of starting uni. Starting uni, university is a lot of change in itself. Um, yeah. But in some ways, um, in some ways it was really good because uh, you don't think you're ready and then you're just forced to be ready. That was kind of how it felt for me. I was thinking you know, how, how am I going to go cooking for myself? How am I going to go looking after myself and getting myself places? But actually, um, in the end, you've just got to take that leap. And, um, yeah, it ended up working out pretty well. I think it was challenging at first just being nervous about whether or not I'll find kind of a good community of people to support me. Um, mm. But as long as you, yeah, as long as you kind of really engage with your university studies and get to know your your classmates and um uh yeah find a community whether that be in something extracurricular um or a religious group or a sport group or something like that if you find those people who will support you it definitely helps with moving out yeah Um, we've got a few oh sorry no continue oh I was just gonna say as well like keeping in touch with your family um definitely Yeah. yeah reminds you of Um, you've always got them back home as well. And it makes going to visit them in the holidays really, really special. (laughs) 
Cool. We've got a few questions in the chat. So yeah. I saw what made you take up medicine. So you kind of touched on this before, but if you just want to summarize what you kind of earlier mentioned. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. So in the end, I wanted to study something that I actually was really interested in learning about, and that was kind of biology and the human body. So that helped me decide that I wanted to do something in health. Then I wanted something that really challenged me. So I ended up aiming for medicine because it was kind of the hardest one but I was happy with doing other ones as well um and then I also my other consideration was I really wanted a degree that actually leads to a job I think unfortunately some degrees um might be really interesting to study but they're kind of all theory based and you might not get as much practical experience um so I think some of the Sydney unis have more of a reputation for those kind of degrees than others um but I wanted one that would specifically lead to a job. So whether that was doing medicine or doing nursing or doing um, midwifery rather than just doing a science degree, that was my preference because I would prefer to have a clear job at the end. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here in, I think, Australia, it's probably better that you go down like a nursing midwifery to see a clear end. Yeah. Science type of degree. Yeah. I'm not sure what the situation is in India. Yeah. Mm. Had a few people say, um, not sure about going abroad but probably will move out of home and agreeing with the fact that yeah you feel more independent and I think uh that's similar situation to you and that's why I really want to talk about it because I know a lot of people in India do move they stay in India but they're moving out of home like a bit like you like three four hours away from home Mm. um yeah and I guess how does that feel (laughs) to be be close but far you know close but so you're not like overseas, but far enough that you can't be there at home every day. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that I can go home and see my family on the weekends if I want to. Um, I, a lot of my friends are international students and um, it's definitely hard to only be able to see your family when you have a long enough holiday to get home. And especially at the moment, um, a lot of students have gone home um, and probably won't be able to come back very easily um, for the rest of the year. So it's obviously it's a tricky situation. Um, at the moment um I can't remember what the question was oh yeah it was just the feeling of like the independence is a good thing I guess it's a good thing rather than a question (laughs) independence is a really good thing but then also comes with it this kind of like oh you're far but you're not that far like Mm, it's good because you get space to kind of grow as a person um you really it's a challenge um and but going out of your comfort zone, you will meet people who support you and you'll be able to grow. Um, yeah, you'll be able to grow as a person. It's, it's a, definitely a big learning curve, but it's a really good one, I think. And I think don't, don't let being young stop you from moving out of home. I think being in a uni student environment, it really allows you to fully get involved with uni rather than, I don't know about yourself because you go to a uni in Sydney, but it yeah. sounds like you have to spend a lot more time travelling, you know, to and from. And it's harder to get a bit more involved. So that was one positive for sure. And then we've got, has the current situation um, taught you new things, um, like how to deal with an emergency? Like as a medical student, mm. has the current situation taught you anything new? That, that's an interesting question. Um Yes and no. As students, um, we haven't really been involved at all in the pandemic response. Um, Some of the students in the oldest medical year, so their final medical school year, they have been involved. Um, But 
for me, it hasn't really impacted me except for moving my studies online. Uh, it's taught me, though, that um, you, you're not in control. Um, sometimes things happen that just they're crazy and you've just got to adapt and you've got to roll with it. Um, it's taught me that putting yourself on the front line can be scary. I think like we've seen particularly in, in some countries more than others, but a lot of doctors have been dying and um, it is, yeah, it's, it's scary. But um, I guess in the end, working as with your team and just when traumatic situations such as at the moment come up, like really having that support network to debrief with, I think is would be really important, yeah. Mm, and then we've got how, how do you not give in to distractions um I think I think I think the you meant like I think this question means like how did you not give into distractions when studying at uni I mean no at school sorry at, at school, school yeah well I feel like we can both answer this question <laughs> <laughs> um I think it's really about um being consistent so working consistently throughout the year rather than trying to cram for exams so it's very, don't cram it's very tempting but it's actually better for your long-term learning if you actually and it's less stressful um but the way to the best way to not be distracted is to set goals so I think having a long term your long-term goal of this is these are the marks I want to get at the end of the year having a medium-term goal of if I want to get those marks then I have to get these marks in these assessments or I have to um complete you know I have to read this textbook whatever so setting those goals and then short term saying today I need to do this this and this so I think having those that goal setting I love I have like a diary and I make a list every day of or every week actually I make a list of everything I want to do that week and then I just work through it and it's really satisfying to tick it off I think you just have to learn to love ticking off those lists <laughs> that's true I think lists are really good I think also seeing the bigger picture, like year 12, yeah, definitely. year 12 or your final year, I guess, is a long road. Like you sit there in February. Well, sorry, our school year starts in January, in, in February and goes until November. So um, you sit there at the beginning of the year. I know in India, I think you start in like, you end in April and then you start in July. I'm not fully sure about the dates. But anyway, um, we start at the beginning of the year and end at the end of the year and you sit there in February and it's really hard to see, you know, to envision the end of the year. So always keep your bigger goal in mind as well and then make those little goals that Jess was talking about to help you get there because it can be really hard, like, to think, oh, my final exam's in three months. What's the point of studying now? I think we've all been there. Um, so, yeah, that's, just keep in mind your bigger goal. And then there was a question in university. I just wanted to add one more thing as well. Just having said that, like, we're also all only human and I definitely get distracted sometimes. And I think, yeah, <laughs> uh, we used to distract each other in maths class in high school, trust me. Um, but I think, yeah, just having time to relax as well. It sounds counterintuitive, but that's the best way to help you study well is to have time off um, and when you do get distracted, don't kind of hate yourself for it. Don't think you're going to fail. It's normal. You've just got to, um, yeah, think about, you know, why am I studying and what are my long-term goals and kind of get back on track and have friends to help you do that as well. Yes, exactly. And then we have in university, do you find yourself, a few people have this question, do you find yourself running out of time 
for your hobbies or do you find enough time to study and have time left? I think, so I think, like, do you have time to, yeah, do your hobbies and everything else? I think we'll have different answers to this because of yeah. situations. Um, okay, so my situation is I go to university in Sydney and I also live in Sydney. So my family is in Sydney as well. So I, I guess, live with my family because my university is in the same city. Um, I think it's different when you're with family and when you're not, potentially. Um, I find it quite hard. And, some, and I think the best thing to remember is, like, there's no right way to spend your time at uni. I, when mm. I went to university, people were doing, like, lots of people were working really long hours and, you know, doing less units at, at university or other people were just focusing on their studies and not working at all. Or, you know, there's all these different people from all these different backgrounds, um, which really opens your eyes to everyone's different situations. So I was always try I was always second guessing what I was doing and I would think, oh, that person's, you know, not really doing much social stuff. They're having lots of fun or that person is only studying. Should I be, you know, seeing my friends things like that but I think that balance only comes with time um so yes it was a struggle for me at the beginning a big struggle for me at the beginning to find that balance but with time um yeah with time it you kind of get the swing of it if you're living at home I think the other consideration when you're living at home is like family life is still a thing and you know you're still doing things with your family on weekends and Families are crazy, so things things happen. Um, yeah, so that, I guess, is my perspective, that it took some time, but now I'm finding that I'm more confident in the decisions I make about what to do when. What about you, Jess, with your situation? I agree. I think it really just depends on your degree that you do. I mean, we have, we have friends in Sydney who might only go to uni one or two days a week um, and therefore, yeah, spend the other days working. Or um, So it just really depends. If you're doing a degree that has classes every single day, then obviously you're going to have less time. But it does come down to your priorities, you know. Do you yeah. want to prioritise um, getting the very best marks or do you want to say, I want to do well, but I also want to have time to, you know, focus on my sport or whatever it, whatever it is that is your hobby. Um, I think if you manage your time well, there's definitely time for hobbies. Yeah, I think um, in some ways they help you learn more. I mean, one of my hobbies is running I love running and so if I run I feel like I'm so much more productive afterwards because I've had that time to really exercise and feel better and then I feel like I'm ready for a day of study so it just it just depends it's up to you and I think there's definitely enough time if you if you work hard and um know that you want to do both yeah mm. uh, that's very true and I also think it's hard to not you know it's it's good to do other stuff like university is can be a long road I know my degree is five years your degree is five, or six five years, years as well yeah yeah so five years is a long time to just think oh I'm not going to do anything but study and I'm not going to have any fun it's very different to kind of year um year 12 I guess or your final year where you can focus a lot more because it's a shorter road five years is a long time and it's really important for like personal growth as well um so yeah it's a good thing to do hobbies, so don't neglect them. I think it's good to find a way to involve them. And, in fact, a lot of people go to uni and they try heaps of new hobbies as well. 
Um, yeah. Because you're suddenly in a much bigger, say you're at school, you might, your school only might offer certain activities. Whereas once you get to university, there's literally a society for every activity. So you can try things that you haven't even tried before. So um, I think that's one of the fun parts about uni. All right. Let's talk about COVID-19 a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, we talked about it a little bit already, but in terms of how, what's, what's occurred to you, what's happened to you, sorry, in the current situation, what kind of changes have you faced in terms of studying? Yeah, so um, I think I've been fortunate in that my degree hasn't been too impacted. Um, what it's just meant for me is going from studying in person to studying online, and I've actually moved back to my family's house in Sydney. So I'm not living in my university town anymore, um, but I will move back there next semester. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think, and I think this is something we've all experienced, um, just that change from, yeah, seeing people and having people to motivate you to studying online and having to kind of self-teach and self-motivate. Um, and that's been hard at times, but, again, it just comes back to knowing your priorities, but also giving yourself, um, forgiving yourself if you feel like you're not achieving anything, that's okay. You know, this is a really hard time that no one could have ever prepared for. Um, So that's how it's been for me. I think just doing my best but definitely letting myself rest when I need it. Yeah. Um, And, yes, before I go, um, we've got a couple of questions about uh, do we do you feel universities will accept foreign students after the situation is over really good question I was actually going to talk about that um, I think the stuff we've been hearing obviously where I like the stuff I've been hearing which is not, I'm not I guess directly correlated to a university so the best thing I guess would be to contact the university but um, the stuff the things I've been hearing in terms of um, accepting foreign students is that there's a definite push I know here in Australia to get that happening as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's really important for the Australian economy as well to have foreign students here. The other thing is, though, in Australia, uh, if you're interested about studying in Australia, there's a lot of um, universities doing online lessons. So all of us, I'm online at the moment as well, studying my degree, my law degree, and Jess is online studying her medicine degree. So... Um, a lot of universities are online and um, so they're still accepting foreign students at the moment, even if you can't physically get down here. And I know mm. that a lot of foreign students are still studying as we speak um, and just remotely in their home country. I know that kind of does take away from the whole like moving overseas experience, which is very unfortunate. But if you're just thinking about doing the degree, um, I'm sure in terms of the visa requirements and stuff to do that, that I'm not sure about um, and that's probably something to check with more through more official means but I know I definitely know there are online options available and I know at my university um, they're keeping that open. Mm, okay. Um, how do we get into a university in Australia? Uh, I guess in non-COVID times uh, <laughs> it would be a simpler answer. Um, you, you can go on is UAC just for Australia? I am. I actually do not know how it works for international students. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so you. I think you apply directly to the uni. 
you can apply directly to the uni. So you can search up Australian uh, universities and apply there depending on what city you want to go to. We, well, I'm in Sydney. Jess is in Newcastle, which is near Sydney. So we're all in the state of New South Wales. But there are other states, uh, Victoria, Queensland, Western Australia. So um, check all them out uh, as well. They all have their own universities there. And they'll have lots of information on their website about yeah. applications. Yeah. yeah. And always and anytime give them a call because, um, yeah, give them a call because they are always happy to answer questions. And all unis have a specific international student, like, or like specific team dedicated to international students so if you just give them a call um i'm sure they'll be able to put you in touch with all the right avenues um we had how many foreign students are there in your class do you have oh good question um i think in my year it is 13 percent international students so there's around 20 yeah yeah um, so 13% uh, international students. Yeah, about and how many in, in your cohort? About 120. So it's about 20 students, yeah. I would say in my cohort it's about, I would say, 200 people. And I would say they're about, yeah, I would probably go as far as saying like 40 probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I similar, similar, I think. I think it yeah. depends on the degree as well. In Australia, um, we have a lot of international students in like business degrees, um, engineering degrees. I know at my university, they are more dense uh, in terms of international students. So some degrees do have less, but overall there is a high international student population here in Australia. That's, I think that's for sure. There's definitely, and it's getting higher as well. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. yeah, especially in Sydney. Um, which exam should I clear to do my medical postgraduate in Australia? <laughs> Great question. Great question. Um, I'm not sure. But definitely um, it would be on the university websites um, and I'm sure there's forums um, discussing kind of the options for the medical pathways if you're coming from overseas. Yes, but yeah. for domestic students, uh, who want to do a postgraduate medicine degree? There's usually an exam called the GAMSAT, G A S A T. Quite a quite a tough exam, if I, if the, from what I've heard. Um, so check that one out. I'm pretty. I'm like a, I guess fifty percent sure that international students would have to clear that amongst other things as well. So check the GAMSAT out. Um, but also, if you give the universities a call. Um, they will be able to put you in touch. Um, how did you decide on your uni and what factors did you consider? That's a really good question. That is why a good question. Why don't you start? Um, if I'm honest, for me, the university that I'm currently at is the only one where I got an offer for studying medicine. So that was why I chose that uni. Um, but I think in terms of factors to consider, I think travel is a big one. How, like how willing, how long are you willing to spend on public transport to get to and from uni? And then um, another important thing might be thinking um, about how likely it is to get a job, like doing the degree at that uni. Um, some unis are better at, I think, organising placement and giving you practical experience, which is something that's definitely good to think about. Um, maybe one other thing is um, those things that are important to you outside of your study, so your extracurriculars or the kind of community and people you want to surround yourself around. Yeah. 
Um, that's also something to consider. Oh, I think we're losing your sound a little bit there, Jess. Wait, oh, you... sorry. Did I cut off? What did I say last? <laughs> no, we can't hear you still. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now that's better. I'm back? Yes, you're back. Sorry. What were you saying? I think we just got cut off with the hobbies, extracurriculars. Yeah, so figuring out the community you want to sit around yourself with, I think you can kind of get a get an idea of what that's like at different unis. Um, yeah. And that might influence your choice as well. Yeah, I think, like, I guess in summary of that, it's just the quality of the degree. I know in, in Australia sometimes different degrees, I guess, are considered, you know, a degree from a specific uni is considered better than the same degree from another uni, so that's consideration. I guess where you want to live, like, do you want to move out or not? Um, and then, yeah, hobbies and extracurriculars, as Jess suggested. And then there was, what do you think foreign students should look up in uni websites when applying for any course? Okay, so if you're applying to an international university, yeah, if you're applying to study overseas, what should you look for on the websites? Oh, that's a really good question. What do you think, Ankita? <laughs> what do I think you should look at? Okay, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say I think it's really, really hard to get a um, get information just from the website mm. because, yeah, because it's quite, like, marketed and high-end. I think definitely check out um, the info page for the course you're looking at and kind of check out the practical considerations, like living, what it's near, that kind of thing. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, I think that's mainly it. I think I would place a lot more weight on like talking to people that are doing the degree, um, international students that are doing the degree and also calling in. Um, I know in Australia, any question you have, even if it's just like, oh, what's it like to study at this university? I'm sh I know you can call in and there will be someone there to answer your question um, if you explain your situation. Anything to add? I agree that I think the, the uni website won't really give you a good idea of what it's actually like to go there. I yeah. think if possible, I don't know if this is possible, but it would be great to talk to someone who also moved from, say, your city or even just from India in general um, to that uni and see how they found it. Because I think if I was moving overseas, I'd definitely want to um, talk to someone who's grown up in or, like, someone who's come from Australia and Sorry, did I freeze for a second? Yes, just freeze. Okay, we're back. I think it'd be great to talk to someone who's grown up in a similar culture because then you'll find out how is that other culture different and how has that impacted their studies. Yeah, right. Um, and then we have, do you think a degree from a more reputed uni is more important than getting the same degree from a less reputed uni abroad? Um, okay, I, I get uh, yes and no, I think. It depends how much you want to do a specific degree. Like if you really, for I'll speak from a law perspective just because that's the thing I know most about. But if you want to do a law degree um, and you're really passionate about it, then I think think of that first. You know, think of making sure you're doing what you're passionate about because the worst thing mm. is to um, study something you're not passionate about. It really, really, it's, it's not fun. So that would be the first thing. Um, the second thing is then kind of look at the uni and then look at where you'd want to go because I think if you deny an offer from a uni for a degree that you want just because it's not reputed enough, you end up without the degree. So it's better to have the degree from a little bit of a less reputed uni 
then be super, super worried about getting it from the best uni possible. Obviously, if that happened, that's great and I would take that opportunity, um, but I wouldn't put it before the degree. Do you think? I think so. Yeah. Um, I think with some degrees as well, well, just speaking from a medical point of view, a medical degree is a medical degree regardless of where you get it from. I think people can get caught up trying to get into the best, the most prestigious schools, but in the end, as long as you get a job out of it at the end, I think that's just the most important thing. Yeah. Um, And I think there was a question up the top that I missed about SATs. So SATs are more American, the American exams. So uh, I don't know too much about it. Do you know much about SATs? I don't think you need it for Australian unis. You don't, yeah. I'm not sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't need it for Australian unis. Um, I'm pretty sure the way they do it is they just take your marks and convert it uh, into an equivalent that I guess domestic students here would get. Um, but the SAT is not used here. I think it is used in America though for some entrance, uh, for some university entrance. Yeah. Um, do I, do you think it's important? From what I've heard, I think it's important, but I would, I would, <laughs> I would check that out. I would check that out. Yeah. Um, because I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, I guess if there are any other questions, please drop them in the chat and we're happy to send over some more like specific information, especially on the studying overseas uh, aspect of it because, um, yeah, because we had a few questions about that uh, come through. And if you guys want to tell us what you want to study as well in the chat, we'd be... Yeah, let us know. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> let us know what you are looking at to study. Um, yeah. University is fun. It's it's a good it's a good time in your life. Yeah, um, it is. It is. Yeah, but if you don't get into the degree that you want straight away, I think don't be discouraged. Um, just work hard at whatever you're doing, and yeah. you'll get to the place that you're meant to be. Yes, that, I think that's a really good way. Would to, be my parting advice. Yes, I think that's a good parting advice. Okay, um, I think we had a few people say they wanted to study medicine, so that's good. Um, while learning medical in Oz, and then we want to practice in Oz, do we need to write any specific exam? Oh, okay, we have, okay. For economics and also an MBA, that's oh, nice thing. <laughs> um, and you can also do your MBA overseas, which is really, it's a good thing to think about. Um, learning, so studying to be a doctor in Australia and then wanting to practice in Australia. So is there any exam between graduating, I guess, university and then practising? Um, kind of. So if you study in Australia, um, there's kind of no difference in the exams you need to take as a domestic student versus an international student. That's all the same. Um, but you do have to sit the same exam as everyone else if you want to specialise in a specific area. So say you wanted to be a surgeon, there's a there's a a general surgery exam that everyone has to sit. Yes. And I think the, the more, the higher you go in terms of like what type of job you want in any degree, you know, the harder, I guess, the job, the more specialised the job, I guess, the more competitive those exams get as well. Yeah. And that's just the case everywhere. I think everything. Unfortunately Um, for medic in medicine, um, domestic students 
sorry, international students are not guaranteed an internship in Australia. So some people do end up going back, particularly students from Singapore. I know quite a few students who have like done the degree in Australia, but moved back to Singapore to actually work. Um, I'm not sure what the case is in students from India, but I think that's something to think about as well. Yeah, and I know there's also an option here um, to do a medicine degree overseas, so maybe do it in India and then come here and do a bridging course um, mm. for two years maybe, and then that puts you, that gets you qualified, I guess, registered, I guess, in Australia. So that's something else to think about. That's another avenue if you don't want to do the degree here but want to eventually move here. Um, okay. Is there any significant contribution of extracurricular activities while applying for a job? Good question. Uh, depends what you're studying, uh, yeah. I think. I think maybe not so much for medicine, potentially. Probably not so much for uh, maths and science and probably law as well. But I'm thinking if you're doing, if you're doing an arts degree um, yeah. and you want to work, say, in... I don't know, I can't really think of an example, but say it involves um, a particular interest of yours, then, you know, if you want to apply to study languages or something, then you probably have to have the extracurricular learning language. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think also, like, they always just say, like, the more you do, uh, the better it is in terms of, like, yeah. And they like, I think in Australia, they do like have everyone having some experience. But I think I would just focus on the skills you're getting. So don't pick extra. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually have an ep our latest episode on the podcast is about this, um, about not picking your extracurriculars just because you think they'll get you a job. You pick them because you like them, um, because you'll get valuable skills out of them. Um, something in the field of mathematics um, in terms of what, what someone wants to study, which is also very interesting. I think just in terms of extracurriculars as yeah. well, it's not so much about the actual activities, but the skills you can learn through them. So, for example, you might be on the committee for um, a society that has nothing to do with your job. So say if you want to study mathematics, but you're in, you know, the cooking society. But yeah. if you've been a leader and you've organised events and you've shown initiative, then that those are soft skills that can transfer over into the workplace. So you can still use that extracurricular to learn things from it and then talk about that in a job interview yeah yeah, yeah that, that's exactly what I meant and that's excellent <laughs> cool it's coming close to it's over 45 minutes so I think we might start wrapping up but thank you all so much for all your questions and listening to us and thank you Jess for joining um this live stream this is really fun yeah um, thanks for having me and yeah I hope you guys enjoyed it and got something out of it and any further questions put them in the chat and we'll um yeah we'll find a way to answer them if you have any further questions and yeah check out our podcast because some of the issues um that you guys have brought up we cover in some of our episodes so uh i might put um hang on i'll just put the link to our episodes in the chat so you guys can check out entire so the youtube channel only has a few of the episodes only because we don't record all of them um, but here you go. So you guys can check out uh, the rest of our, um, yeah, the rest of the episodes. And what do you think the scope for research in uni, uh, like studying in Australia? 
so for research in Australia, Jess, you might be more relevant. Uh, I think it really depends on the degree. Yeah. Some degrees come with a research component or a research year. Um, there's definitely a lot of uh, opportunity for people to do further higher study, like master's or PhD. Um, that's obviously further down the track, but some people might do their first degree in their home country and then maybe come to Australia to do further study. Yeah. Um, but I personally don't know much about research. Yeah. There's also PhD options here. So uh, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, people have an idea that those who study medical, they only need to study no extracurricular activities. What are your thoughts on that? It's definitely hard work, but I think it's not worth dropping everything that you enjoy for. Um, that would be my, my thought. <laughs> <laughs> that would be your final. Um, and